Welcome to the Comic Vine Podcast for the week ending November 22nd, 2013. I'm Tony Guerrero, Editor-in-Chief of Comic Vine. I know I said that we weren't going to have one, but I was joking. I got Matt Inferior Ego Elfring on the hey, line. Macarena. So this may be like the shortest uh, podcast that we, we've done because I'm still in the midst of like last-minute packing to... Because I got to uh-huh. head, head to the airport um, for uh, uh, Long Beach. And Long Beach. The LBC, as they call it. Long Beach Comic and Horror Con. One time I said that. <laughs> I said Com- Long Beach Comic and Horror Con. And someone's like, what? A horror con? It's like horror. Like, like, comic, comic books and prostitutes aplenty. Like scary. Ooh. Okay. Scary prostitutes? No, just, just scary stuff. Because oh. I mean, it used to be, it always was like around Halloween. So yeah, so we, we got that. Um, yeah, and I got like stuff I got to post, which isn't gonna happen till later. Got like more exclusive previews and stuff and all that. Yeah, cool Disney man. Yeah, it's cool stuff coming. Um, before I don't have a stack of comics with me, so we're not gonna get get through them all. And plus, since we don't have all all the time, but I do want to start off by saying, did you hear the awesome news? From this morning that like got me super super excited that I was like holy crap like like about to eat breakfast you know and everything and then I was like saw it so Warren Ellis yay Warren Ellis is is doing another Marvel book yay with Declan Shelby yay I used to call or say in my head Declan but it's that's how actually I say it in my head too is I'm I'm assuming it's Declan right. I'm sure it is. I was like D Clan. I don't know. Um, and and um, Jordy, um, what's um, I just wait. What's going on here? I don't I'm sorry, know. I just got another email. Um, Jordy Belair is going to be doing the colors, so she's like everywhere. So, I mean, uh, and the the thing is, just like reading the. So this was uh, L.A. Times Hero Complex. Uh, Announce this, uh-huh. and there's you know some some quotes from from Warren Ellis. So definitely check the link for, for the you know to find out everything. But what was cool is how it sounds like he really gets like who Moon Knight is. You didn't and, even say it was a Moon Knight book. You just went right into it. Oh, I didn't say that. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> Everyone should know. I'm mean, so excited about this. Um. But like like one of the first things that Warren Ellis said, he says the man is demented in more interesting ways than I think Batman ever was. So, uh, I I I can't wait. And he wants to focus on the weird crime, ground level but weird crime. Well, they've been trying to do the whole uh, Mark Spector's insane route, yeah. uh, two two three volumes in a row, and it really didn't work. So maybe it's and Warren Ellis is a guy. Warren Ellis could do no wrong with this character i hope i'm yeah. thinking that already but i i never i never really got the whole insane thing really i, I mean he because i'm thinking back when i first started reading and you know i i wasn't there from the beginning but yeah you know in, in the 80s i started reading and then you know picking up as many back issues as i could and then they released the essential books but it, it's it's like okay so here's a mercenary mm-hmm. he he dies maybe uh-huh. And then, you know, which I guess, you know, there could be some some crazy stuff there, whether he really died. And w- did he really um, talk to a Egyptian god, spirit, you know, all that? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he was crazy for all that. But if he did really die and was resurrected and all that, it's he, he formed a different identity. So he, he had the mercenary identity. He had the, the, the billionaire identity because, mm-hmm. you know, he had some money making deals and doing all that. Isn't and then my he, favorite. Then he was a cab driver. Yeah. Because if you've been in cabs, you know that's where you get all the information from. Yeah. Um, so just because he was doing that, I, I never really got got the impression that he was crazy just because he was using the different identities. He didn't use the Mark Spector, the mercenary identity, so much. It no. was more about Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley, the, the cab driver. 
So I, I just never really – I never really felt that he was crazy because he was doing this. But I, I guess part of it – um, Warren Ellis got into a little bit um, on, on the Hero Complex article wow. about like th- there's a condition. I forget what it's called where you know people having to masquerade as other people, it, it kind of messes them up over long times. But he's saying that not like – that doesn't happen to just anyone. Otherwise, like actors, you know, everyone in L.A. would would you know have this problem. Yeah. Like, you know. So it, it, it's it sounds really interesting to see what what he's going to do to this, and and that art is amazing, and I can't wait to see it colored. And uh, so good way to start the day. Great way to start the day. That's the best news of this week, I think, at least for me. Um, maybe I don't know. The other big news this week was that that Batman image. Yeah, which big, is in all the books this week. Big Thanksgiving image, which is just crazy. So I talked. They, they dyed Nightwing's hair blonde in that, right? Maybe. I mean, we'll have to see. And and see the whole thing about that. I I I'm going to get into this a little more in a a video that that'll go up next week. Uh huh. Um, tease. Um, the the thing is. Where a lot of people are, are may complain if if that's what they do they they'll probably say oh dyeing his hair that's not going to be a good disguise people are going to know it's him yeah but the thing is even though he has just a tiny mask Nightwing is is not like necessarily a public persona no and so if <clears throat> excuse me if he operates at night when it's dark you know people aren't going to really see him and when you think about a city whether it's Chicago or Gotham there's a ton of of white dudes with dark hair. Yeah. So it's not like they're like, oh, there's this white dude with dark hair. That's got to be Dick Grayson. Yeah. So, and you know, then if he dyes his hair blonde, it's like now he's just a a, a blonde white dude. So, we we just look at it as because we see Nightwing, we see Dick Grayson, so we're like like it should be so obvious because you know we we see him all the time. But for the average person, it's just like in in Forever Evil, Lex Luthor is like, who the heck is Dick Grayson? Yeah, he had no idea. Obviously, that may may throw a little kink into it because it was on the news. And, you know, out his identity. I think also the way you can get around that is because a crime syndicate's doing like all this crazy, insane stuff across the world. Uh huh. People are probably not going to focus too much on who this mass vigilante that they may not even know existed. And you know when, when like well, didn't they say who that guy was? Where's that news footage where they showed his face? I don't think they're in focus on it. Plus, he was probably like all all beat up. So yeah, his face I, was I like mean, bruised up. And another easy way uh, for Dick Grayson to maintain his identity is just get a new costume. Yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. He can't. I don't know if he can call himself Nightwing. And no, just, just be. I, I'm a. I'm the new blonde version of Nightwing. I'm the Hollywood blonde. Like that's what he's gonna do. Yeah, so that which would suck. I don't want him to lose the name, but yeah, I, I don't want to. I you know, I'll take that over him getting killed or you know whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm really interested to see how that whole thing is going to play out. Like we're we're seeing seeds of it. Like how Dick Grayson is important to night or to um what's his name uh the 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 the, the crime syndicate Batman guy. Uh, I almost said Night Owl Man. Owl Man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So I'm, I'm I'm like I got like one foot out the door. I'm ready to, ready to, to head down to get to the airport. Um, but so I, yeah, I want, I want to see what what Jeff Johns is going to do with that. I I don't like the idea of revealing you know destroying a Dick Grayson identity or whatever. But uh. obviously I'm I'm not going to like burn all my books and and swear off reading DC comics ever again or anything like that. So. We'll I will swear off DC Comics, Tony. Uh, never again. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Um, since we're doing this a little differently, any other news? Talking about more Spider-Man spinoffs? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. It, it just seems weird. There's only been one movie, and they're already talking about it. We're going to do other stuff, and um, whether it's going to be Venom, which it's like, it's like, are you going to introduce Venom in a movie, or are you just going to um, do that? I don't know. I I love the ama- the amazing Spider-Man movie. Like I think that movie was fantastic. I like it more than I'm gonna. We'll get hate comments for this. I like it more than the Sam Raimi movies. Um, but like, why why expand it? Like, why not let it slowly grow? 
Well, I mean, it all, I guess it depends on what they want to, what they're talking about. Like, you know, what if they did a Sinister Six movie? You know, if we get like or Superior Foes, you know, something. Like I, I would take a Superior Foes movie. You know, if it was something different like that. Yeah. You know, um, or like, what if they want to do like Morbius or you know something a Ugh. little different? Ugh. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, so here here's a tweet that um, Newsarama just posted. It says, Lois Lane ongoing? Marguerite Bennett says readers get to decide. So maybe they're going to look at how to sales do in that one shot. I that's I don't think that would happen. I don't think Lo- a Lois Lane ongoing could could stand on its own. It did before. The one, that was back in the that was back in the sixties fifties uh yeah Superman seventies girlfriend they also had the title it also had the word Superman on the cover it yeah. said Lois Lane Superman's girlfriend well the one shot's called Superman colon Lois Lane yeah so I don't know I I I think there's potential there and just I I think it was like like two thousand eleven two thousand ten when I wrote this article like why they should do one. And and I know around that same time there's like a lot of creators like I'd love to write it I'd love to write it, um, you know. And I always say you know have her be an investigative reporter in the, the yeah. DC universe and you know she can be like looking up all this weird crap going on or you know just yeah, kind of you know sort of you know Gotham Central style or, or sort of like like Marvels you know seeing seeing stuff happen from like a human's perspective rather than a, a super powered person. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it's like there's a fight. Like, whoa, look at that! And she's reporting on it, and and I'm sure there could be other things. You know, rather not just about her job. And yeah, so I don't know. Maybe she finds love. As Jonathan Carroll. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. So, uh, other cool news, which I don't know, I haven't, heard, I don't know if anyone's won yet, but Valiant announced earlier that they were doing a golden ticket contest. Yeah. So the the first issue sold out, which and what that means is at Diamond they they sold out of all the printings. What that means is you know comic shops could still have like a stack of them. They could have you know two or three sitting on the shelves, but uh-huh. they can't reorder them. So people need to go and look because on the UPC there's going to be golden print where it'll say like golden ticket or something like that. So if you have that, mm-hmm. you can win. You can go to New York Comic Con or or I think there's some other stuff too. So. It's pretty cool, and it's 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 interesting that they they did this after the fact. Yeah, like they didn't tell any people go buy it because obviously that that I, it's a smart that they didn't do it that way because then uh, you know people are just gonna go to comic stores, look through the stack of comics, and just say, all right, I'm not buying yeah. it unless it also I and I don't know. There's always that that pull box thing, you know, variant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if that's different. Than what they put on the shelves, because you know I know there's like subscription variants, so I don't know if you know that that's just a regular variant. Like if if they order a certain number, I thought it, I thought it said originally that it was a subscription variant that it had the golden ticket uh, hashtag on it. Because yeah, but it also said that they they listed a bunch of the artists, like the you know all the different variants. Uh huh. So I, I I can't keep track of all the, the lingo they use and. Yeah, regular issues and subscription versions, and because when I think subscription, I think you're you're getting it mailed to your house. You know, you're getting it directly from the publisher, yeah. not not having a, a pull box or pull list at your comic store. See, I go I go right to pull box. Yeah, I don't know. I see. Uh, see other news. DC is going to be giving some free comics, digital comics. Um, so. Look at there. So starting on November 26, they have one free comic each day. So for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff. Hopefully it doesn't crash Comicsology like when Marvel did it. Well, Marvel did like was it like 700. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And and these, um, I mean, realistically, some of the comics people are like like oh I already have those. So yeah. some of them like like you know Legends of the Dark Knight. And the first issue that was that was a really cool issue. That was Jeff Lemire one. Um, that that was a funny. I didn't issue. read that one actually. So you should, you should check that out. I'm gonna get it. Um, Batman 66 number one. That was really cool because they used a. Um, that was Native Guide uh, digital. Yeah, the Infinite style, which we probably can't say that because it's copyrighted or something. It's called Native Guide. Thank you. Um, Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh yeah! All right. It's number one. You get started. Oh man, get that first issue and be like, oh my god, you guys are vampires and you guys keep diaries. 
Uh, and it's, it's weird. Smallville number one, because they're like, like in the 60s hour or something like that. So to go way back, Batman Beyond number one was cool. I didn't review the last issue to, of, of, that just came out. I feel bad, but it, it was the end of the run. So I like what, what, what Kyle Higgins is doing because yeah. he's, they, they, some of the things that, that get brought up in this arc is how the, the dangers of being Batman and, you know, going down the road that Bruce did. And so uh-huh. that's something that, that Dick Grayson's trying to explain to him. And, you know, he's not straight out telling him, like, this is what you got to do or whatever. You know, Terry's making his own decisions, but mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Batman Little Gotham's number one. That's a great series. Yeah, I, I'd be, you know, people aren't reading that. They're crazy. Adventure Superman, um, number one. So it's cool comics if, if people don't have those. And I, I think it's also a good way because, you know, a lot of people are like, like, oh, I don't like digital comics. I want to read it. So you can check it out. Even if you just have, like, a, a smartphone and you, you can read it there, you know, it, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, especially if you do the, the guided viewing and go panel by panel. See, you can see all that. Um, I guess we can talk about some comics, even though I don't have the stack with me. Um, even though I didn't get to buy everything on my pull box this week. Uh, let's see. You, I'm, I'm looking at our reviews page. So you read Rogue's Rebellion, number two. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't get a chance to read that. Oh, so I was about to cough. I hit the cough button, and I didn't cough. Sorry. Um, yeah, Rogue's Rebellion Two was uh, it was pretty good. Like it, it was, it was good. Like I, it was kind of bordering between three and four. Um, that first issue, I just I loved the idea of what was going on. This and the, the second one, it just seemed like they were kind of running. Like, okay, you guys are going to fight these two villains, then you're going to fight this villain, and then we're going to leave you off at the end of the issue with this villain. Um, you get a lot of what's happening in this issue, uh, not most of it, but we'll say a little less than half, just by reading Forever Evil 3, um, with, spoiler alert, you guys should have read Forever Evil 3 by now, uh, with Captain Cold getting his powers taken away by, Cap- by uh, I want to say Deathstroke, and that's not right, Deathstorm. So, they go on to fight Parasite, which is a pretty cool fight. Uh, Scott, e- Scott Epburn's art... It's uh, I really really like it. Um, I think Butchelato has a really really good handle on the rogues. Like he's fantastic with them. But Hepburn's art comes off as a little too comical or a little too like animated. Um, I think what they did really well in the first issue was Zerker's art, Patrick Zerker's art, Zercher, Zerker. I don't know. Um, it was it was kind of gritty, which really felt like it fit Forever Evil. Uh-huh. This idea that the the villains are winning, and you know, it's like, oh crap, we're gonna die. Uh, and so Hepburn's art, while I really do like it, it just for me it kind of knocked it down a peg because it's just not the feeling that Forever Evil gives me. Yeah. Um, did you read Afterlife with Archie? I just read that this morning. That was brilliant. Uh, it's it's so disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and. It, it, it's weird because, yeah, it's just another zombie survival story, but I, I think because it's the Archie characters who are supposed to be, like, wholesome and innocent, Yeah, it's just weird. And it, it like, the, I, I mentioned it in, in my review, it was just kind of weird, like, where Archie talks about, like, trying to sneak into Veronica's bedroom. It's like, <laughs> like uh, Archie doesn't do that. But This Archie does. Yeah, so... That and and just the the art in there and Francesco Francavilla's art, it's just he, it captures the mood like perfectly and it's just it's so dark and spooky and uh, it it's almost like it makes you nauseous just a feeling that you know all this bad stuff's gonna happen. I I this is the first time I've read art because I think we talked kind of off podcast or in an email about how when I read the first issue I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, then you read it again. And then I read it again and loved it because of the fact that it's so different from every Archie book I've ever read. Like this is not like the, hey, here comes you know Kiss or whatever, <laughs> or like they they let's they're Punisher, let's go hang out or you know, Archie is a very like, it feels fifties even though it's we're in the two thousand tens. Like it has that kind of like, oh hey shucks let's get a malt type of feeling. And this is just so dark and awful. And Jughead biting people is probably my favorite thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So awesome, awesome issue. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy. Uh, did you read Harley Quinn? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Which you doesn't? What'd you think of it? Um, okay. I I loved uh, Jimmy Palmiotti trying to prepare to hit Harley Quinn, and then Amanda Connor running in and hitting her. <laughs> it's very like my favorite my favorite scene in any book this week. Um, it was funny. It was it was funny. I love all the different art styles in it. But a part of me, it's a zero issue. I had to keep that in mind, so it's not really part of the main yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two kind of problems I had with it. The first was just like, why are we running through all these artists? Uh-huh. Um, my second problem is, is Harley Quinn going to be DC's Deadpool? Uh, I Okay, so I think, in my opinion, the answer to the first question is, it was just a, a fun way to showcase and, and give artists a chance to give their interpretation on her. Yeah. So okay. just like this big jam. It's like, let's get all these guys to do a page. Like, cool. And I mean, like seeing um, Art Baltazar. Or, oh, I know, love that. It's like, that's just crazy, you know, and, and it was funny. So that all worked. The other thing is um, she's not going to be breaking the fourth wall in a normal issues. Okay. You know, I'm like 99% sure that's how it is. So I, I, I tried saying that in, in a review that this, this isn't necessarily indicative of what the series is going to be like. Yeah, because by the end of this, you know, the last page, you see, okay, she's getting a place. She's you know, gonna, you know, she's gonna be doing some stuff, and so it's it's not gonna be like her talking and you know Jimmy and Amanda talking to her in the comic. So I, I think that was just it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious and it was a, it was a fun issue. It yeah. was weird that they went that route for the zero issue where people might be like, is this what the series is gonna be like? Because I was a little hesitant. It worked. Yeah. But it just it didn't seem right. But I, I think what I think is important about this is, you know, a lot of people are are like kind of unsure about Harley in a new Fifty Two. I mean, one is her outfit. You know, there's there's a critics against the way she's dressed and how she's not wearing her other outfit and you know how it's so revealing and you know and all that stuff. Uh, I I think the other thing is is she doesn't really or she hasn't really had a chance to be herself. You know, because in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, there there's some some jokey moments and you know some zany stuff, but it's a little more serious. And then there's all the stuff like the death of the family issues, like just uh-huh. with with the Joker and just like how abusive that relationship is. Mm-hmm. So I I just think this 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 issue was a way to show how fun and wacky Harley could be. Yeah. So just like to give us a taste of what what we may see, but it's not going to be like this. In, in the regular series, you know, there's that's what, that's what I kind of figured. And again, that's kind of a weird way to start off a series. Like the last zero issue I really remember was uh, guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. where that was a setup to what was going to like, that, that was the to- setup for the, for the tone of the whole book and Harley Quinn. This was just kind of zany fun. Don't get me wrong. It was really good, but it just feels like this isn't a zero issue because it's not really telling us what this, anything's going to be or what's going to be happening within the main series. Yeah. So, but I'll still I, read it. And 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 Chad Hardwin's Harden's art that was on uh, at the end. I mean, it's it's good, but it it's definitely. I mean, it was really good, but it's it's not like silly, goofy, wacky art like some yeah. other stuff that we saw. I mean, there there's some amazing stuff in there, and and I mean, I think people know I hate when there's multiple artists. I mean, even when there's just two artists on a book, it, it's just it's it's too it it's distracting. But with this, with the format, with her, you know, breaking the fourth wall, and and it was kind of like it was like they were interviewing the artists. You know, it's like uh-huh. let's see what this can do, and she's like, no, I don't like this, and you know, so it, it really worked as a way to, to showcase the character and just give all these characters. I mean, like what they did with the Jim Lee part. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Where she's like, "Hey, yeah. this is a reprint," and they're like, "But he he tweaked it, so you have your new costumes." So I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, are you reading Infinity? I dropped off. <laughs> I, I, I got to catch up because there's like, you know, this is gonna. I I'm I think, and people are gonna be like, "Of course it is," but I'm pretty sure this is like what's leading into Inhumanity. Like something is gonna like kickstart, you know, that the vibe in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I just. I don't know what it is, and it, it's it's just, it's hard. It, I, I I dropped off too, and I'm I'm behind. I got to catch up, but it just it just feels like there's just so much going on, and with all the issues, and I know you don't need to read all the issues, but some of them you kind of do because uh-huh. it just like jumps around. Because there's like one issue, it was like the second or third issue, Infinity, where did they like show all these cut scenes, like just one page pa- or like one panel scenes, 
uh-huh. like stuff that's happening in the other books. I'm just like, I, I'm glad I read like that issue of Avengers or New Avengers or you know whatever. But it's uh-huh. like if if you didn't read those, it'd be like, what what's going on with Namor? You know why why is he? You know just yeah. So I don't know. But that is why that's or not that's not only why that's part of why I love Avengers AI. Are you reading that? Nope. Oh man, you, you should check that out. It's it's crazy. I mean, so it's, it's Sam Humphreys, and you know Sam Humphreys is a little 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 bit of a character himself. Yeah. Um, you know, and for those who people who haven't seen him, talk to him, you know, look at his interviews or when he's in the off their minds. I mean, I, I love the guy. And this is like when I first heard about this, it's like okay. Like robotic Avengers, I'm like, why? You know, it's like really. And we have Hank Pym, which, you know, sometimes you can take or leave him. Yeah. But f- coming out of Age of Ultron, you know, one of the few good things that came out of it. Uh, now Hank Pym's in a different position, and there's this whole stuff with all these artificial intel- intelligence. So then Shield is very concerned with this because Hank. With what happened from Age of Ultron, he kind of created this other artificial intelligence, like this almost like this whole species in itself. Mm-hmm. So th- there's like this faction of AI that is basically fighting for their own their rights, uh-huh. and, and they're like you know screw humanity, you know they're the enemy and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So Hank has his own team, but the thing is he has a Doombot on his team. And it's it's like hilarious. He he put like a, a miniature black hole in the Doombot's chest or something like that. So that that's okay. how he, that that's how he keeps them in line. It's like you know if you don't do what I say, I'm gonna hit the switch and you're gonna just you know get pulled inside out or whatever. And so you know he's a Doombot, but he's arrogant. You know he's a jerk like like Doom. And it's uh-huh. it's just it's it's funny. It's a great issue and and Vision's in there. There's a crazy fight scene with Vision and it's it's it's. Greg put it. I I told Greg. It's like you got to put this in best battles of the week. I mean, it's just so wacky, and I loved it. So I gave it a five. So there you go. Uh, did you read Uncanny X Men? I did not get. Um, I was not able to pick up most of my books this week. So I got a good chunk, but I didn't get to pick up everything. So Uncanny. It was it was the stuff I was that I had to review and the stuff I really really wanted to read and then tons of stuff from last week. Yeah. So with, with this issue, um, it's you know after it's the aftermath of Battle of the Atom. Uh huh. And we get it's a focus on that guy Benjamin Deeds I think his name is he doesn't have a code name really yet. Okay. But he's a guy that kind of changes kind of morphs. Okay. Um, and it's it's really a focus on him. So what. what what was neat about it is now that the original X-Men are with Cyclops' team, you would think, well, what's going to happen to all these new X-Men that, you know, that were introduced? You know, they're going to get shoved in a corner because yeah. we got, you know, the stars, you know, main original X-Men. So it, it was cool seeing a focus on this guy where Emma Frost really works with him. And, and you know, Emma Frost is such a great character and, uh-huh. you know, with just the things she does. And so it, it's, it's really intriguing what they do here and and the stuff that that goes out and it's got Chris Bacolo art which I I think it's amazing. I'm kind of down the middle with him. It depends. I love it because and, and he did, does the colors too. So it, I just think it looks really good and it was, it's it's wacky but you, you got seeds of you know and there there's still stuff with um if you read Battle of the Atom the whole stuff uh-huh. like well where where did the mutants and the X Men stand with Shield now. So you know, there's there's some of that building up. So yeah. Um, the reason I didn't give it a five, like one person commented, this should have been a five. Um, and I said, you should write your own. And and, and I I just want to make this point again. If whoever you know, when you guys are listening out there, when you guys read our reviews and you don't agree, if you think it should have been rated higher or lower, um, one, thanks for your input, but two. Please, you know, write your own review and you know express your own opinions, and you know that that's why we have the option for everyone to write reviews because yeah. the more the more reviews you have, um, yeah, you know the the more opinions we get. So that's where I started on this website. Like, what was it like six years, six and a half years ago? I, I was just a review writer for, for my own personal fund. I swore in a bunch of them, and Tony warned me about that. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the reason I didn't give it a five is because I mean it's on the surface it doesn't seem like it, it's a huge like it's going to have a huge impact for the series or the character. You know, uh-huh. it's, like, it's like yeah, we see more about this character and maybe what he does will be a bigger deal later. Uh-huh. But it just I mean after after some of the stuff that we've seen recently, it just it wasn't like the cream of the crop or whatever. Yeah, but, but I did really, really enjoy it. So, so there, there's that. Um, let's see what else. I didn't get a chance to read Batwoman. Corey was, um, he gave it a three. He just said it, it felt like it was unnecessary. You know, she's already had her own zero issue. Yeah. So yeah. he said like, there, there, you know, there wasn't really a lot that was added to it. You know, he, he, he's not ruling out Mark and Draco as a new writer. Um, you know, that, that, and that's a whole other issue, like how it interrupts the storyline and, and all that, which, which sucks because it was going to be like Batwoman versus Batman. You know, it's like, it was yeah. all coming down to that. And then it's like, oh, you zero year. And then we'll have to see. But he just, he just wasn't um, blown away by it. Uh, Exo Manowar, you read that one? That was, um, that was a really, uh, a really good issue. I, um, I liked how it, uh, Robert Venditti, the writer, has been building up to uh, Vola, one of the Visigoths, and uh, Exo Manowar, Eric, um, like kind of this this struggle for power. So uh, this issue, it kind of comes to a head, and it's just like, hey, you know, who should really lead the Visigoth people into this new age? Uh, so Volo and Eric kind of go at it without their armor, without any weapons. Um. It's really good for for, for building a, a relationship for Eric with the Visigoth people because right now, what it, it feels like because it has been that it, it's Eric and then he's got these Visigoth people that he says he cares for them but there's no as the reader you don't feel like a real connection to individual characters and I think we're starting to get that now which is great. Um, the main the only real problem I had with it was uh, Carrie Nord's art was hit or miss and it was mainly in the color work. Um, in the past, they've had Ma- Moose Bauman mm-hmm. doing colors, who who does a really great job. But I feel that because Carrie is doing uh, not only the, the actual pencils but colors as well, that it took away from backgrounds. And so backgrounds started disappearing during scenes. Um, whether that's his choice or whether it was time constraints, I'll never know. Um, there's a few times where the color work just seemed a little, little messy when it, when it, when it, when he was, when it hit, it was a home run, but when it missed, it was very disappointing. So, um, I think I give that a four, but, uh, it's a really good issue there. Exo has been phenomenal since issue one. Yeah. Now this is a unity tie-in. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Unity tie-in you very loosely. Uh, you're just seeing what's happening with Eric during what's happening in issue one of unity. I mean, nothing really moves unity forward. Yeah. Uh, animal man. Animal man was, um, I'm a little behind. Yeah. It it was another four. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Oh, I've never said his name out loud. I would say Albuquerque, but Albuquerque. this is me who I, I like to do my own versions. It's true. You do say you do say Ninja K. And um, remember that conversation? Yeah. 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 yeah the, <laughs> so there we go. Oh my goodness. Never mind. Sorry. I just gotta. <laughs> um. Uh. The the exclusive DC preview that that uh-huh. that we got is is gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Can I guess? Can I guess? Okay. Stormwatch. No. Oh! I don't know when that last issue. I don't think it's come out yet. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, people probably won't hear this podcast. I don't know if I'm going to get this podcast posted now or when I get to my hotel room. I may just edit it now. I don't think I'll be able to post it. Um, so it's Catwoman. Is Catwoman ending? I don't know. Not that I know of, but that's what we got. Um, the preview for Catwoman oh. 25. Woo-hoo. I don't know if that's a zero year or not. I don't even know what's going on. I haven't even read the solicits. Maybe Joker's daughter's in there. Joker's daughter. Joker's daughter. Yeah, that's that's her name now. Joker's daughter. Joker's daughter. 
Um, uh, Red Hood and Outlaws. I, I like that issue. <laughs> Moving on. I completely skipped over Animal Man. Hey, it was oh. really good. Raphael Albuquerque's art's nice. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I got distracted. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I'm behind. Um, I don't know what's going on. The storyline, I'm, I'm losing interest in the storyline. Uh, the Brother Blood stuff is okay. I like where, I like the concept. I just, I'm not too into the execution of it. I, I really hated that ending. That last page. Uh, spoiler alert, so skip ahead 20 seconds. Uh, Animal Man in Space, come on. Come on. Hmm. Like, that's so ridiculous. For me, it's really ridiculous, but Jeff Lemire's been doing really well on it, so I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually like, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm so focused on this book being about a superhero that has a family. Like, yeah. for me, that's what that book, that's what defines the book for me. Uh, and, and there's, and Jeff Lemire's getting back, or he hasn't, he's never got away from it, but there's a, a more of a focus on it in this issue. And I got really, really excited. And I'm just like, yes, like, you know, focus on family. And, and then like, oh, wait, he's in space. Okay. Well. Well, I mean, if, if anything, it'll, it'll be to, a way to get, get away from like the red and the rot and you know, that, that, that whole yeah. like never ending storyline, which I, you know, it was great, but, and it same thing with, with, with Swamp Thing. It's like they just kept going. Yeah. And it was weird once it started going on. Uh-huh. I remember, like, especially with the Swamp Things, it's like, I want to see more about this future world. Yeah. Like, all this weird stuff. But, uh, whatever. It's, it's over. But Red Hood oh, and the Outlaws. <laughs> what? So Red Hood and the Outlaws. Red Hood and the Outlaws. So this is a zero-year issue. I really liked it, but there is there's some weird things. Um, the way it, it it doesn't quite go with uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws issue zero, which you know was Joker telling basically telling Jason's origin in yeah. a way how he he was there and he was involved with some things and and you know so I said you know maybe that's just Joker's wacky perception on reality where he thinks he was more involved and maybe he wasn't but like one of the things is um jason's mom in the zero issue was a redhead here she's a brunette in the zero issue they lived like in a house you know it wasn't in the best neighborhood or whatever yeah. but here it's like they're in a, a a crummy seedy apartment so it's just like little things like that and you know it's, it's aside from that um it you know loosely ties into zero year you know the, the stuffs going on and everything like that. There's a little bit of follow up from like Batman 25, which is kind of cool. It's like, well, what happens to the Red Hood gang now? You know, where are all these people? What are they going to do? Yeah. So so you kind of got that. Um, then there's a certain person that comes in, which I I won't spoil. I I think it's it's known. Um, people that kind of are are involved with the the regular ongoing issues. Um. So there's like there it's something like they're building up Jason is is more of this like he he was destined to be this yeah. this great character this great fighter and you know all this stuff which in some ways makes more sense because here's a kid that just lived on the streets and then all of a sudden Batman takes him in and he becomes a Robin you know at, at least with Dick Grayson he was an acrobat and yeah. with with Tim Drake I don't know I I can't remember if he was involved in gymnastics before or if that was they 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 did that in the Teen Titans Zero issue, but you know, and he had his skills and that. But it's like Jason Todd, he he just he was stealing hubcaps or tires off the Batmobile, yeah. And, and then you know he was able to become Robin. So if he was like meant or destined, if there's like this, you know, whatever stuff inside him, uh-huh. that that kind of makes more sense that he could be you know a Robin. So mm-hmm. I didn't like the uh, said person. You mentioned coming in. I don't know. It felt a little yeah. It's, it's a little too close. Unnecessary. A little too close to to home is what I said to Batman's home. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I also didn't like the other person that came in earlier than that. I don't know. I just don't like seeing um, like uh, I just didn't like the in, in all these zero issues. It feels like it's like okay, well here's that fir- that character's first time. Oh, and here's a character you already know from the uh, the Gotham City Rogues. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like they're just trying to force that into a zero issue. It's like, well, why can't they just have a standalone? Uh-huh. Like, I like the story of, um, you know, uh, Jason and Todd putting on the red hood, you know, mask and kind of just bringing a muck. Like, why does there why does there have to be more 
characters involved, whatever. That's just me being grumpy. Yeah. So I don't know, but I I, I do. I'm I'm curious to see how um the current storyline ends and you know what what James Tynan, Doctor James, Doctor James is um that's what Brian calls him. And see where it's gonna go. So so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued with that. Um, the Wake number five came out, which was insane. Yep, that book's still awesome. Uh, um, the the bad news is there's gonna be a delay until February. Yeah, uh, I, I, when I got done reading the issue and I, I turned the next page and there's like this nice write up from Scott and it's like February. I'm like, oh, we just had a delay. Like, no, stop this. Yeah. Um, but I I I I think. I think it's it's been announced that you know Sean Murphy's doing this other little thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people know I, I, what I'm talking. You know what I'm I, talking about? No, I don't. I think it people know. I, I think it's it's some stuff that was announced at uh uh right before New York Comic Con. Um, so he he's he's doing something else, and I, I I'm assuming that that's kind of coming into it. But with, with with his art, and I don't know how. How long it takes him to do an issue, you know? But but that he gets very meticulous with detail and all that. So it's yeah. like I wouldn't want him to rush. And if if he's doing this other story for this big issue, celebratory issue, it makes sense that okay, let's let's pause the wake so uh-huh. you can do this, and then we'll come back to it. And it's, it's also, I mean, where it ended. I mean, yeah, it's a huge cliffhanger, but it almost looks like you know next issue is like. Act two or part two, you know. And, yeah. And so it's like, what the heck is going on? But it sucks. But for 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 Sean Murphy's art and Scott's writing, I'll wait. You know, it, it's yeah, it's fine. And I, you know, you there's no way you can get someone else to come in and you know do that. But you know, you you don't want him to rush because like uh, with Avengers, um, the the art it's it's Lino Francis Yu who I love. Yep. And and the art was a little little sketchy, not not really sketchy, but it looked a little little different. And uh-huh. and Corey reviewed it, and he he mentioned that my goodness, my cat just <laughs> he just like bumped my leg, and I was like, I thought I got like a stack of comics and stuff, and mm-hmm. a laptop sitting there, and I, I thought it was like falling over, but it was my cat like pushing my legs, like hey, pet me. <laughs> um, yeah, so my my heart kind of jumped a little there but so Corey mentioned the art how it it looked a little different you know it wasn't like up to his his normal great quality and uh then Lino actually commented back on twitter he's he's like it's like oh i thought thought i was gonna get torn to pieces because uh, he's i guess he only had two weeks to do that issue you know for whatever oh, wow. reason you know whether it's just the scheduling or just something happened where he only had two weeks to do the entire issue and so yeah, you can see it a little bit, but it's it's still great. It's it's really interesting to see his, his art like this, how it's been. I don't know, not not necessarily morphed or it's, you know something, yeah. but I mean these things happen, and, and you just have to you know it, it's like what, what do you want? Do you want someone to to force their way through it? You know they're not going to be happy with that, and you know uh-huh. n- not all fans are going to be happy or understanding, or you know you just. Wait, it's it's just like uh, like when Watch Dogs was delayed. You know, I, I was gonna yeah. get that as my PS4 game, but they're like it's gonna be delayed, and it's like okay, yeah, delay it instead of putting out a piece of crap. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and you know, video games are a little different in comics because you know you, you don't it's not always evident right away, so that's fine. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other comics. Uh, let, me, let me grab my pile. Do we want to talk that? Because I don't have much time. Scooby Doo team up number one. I read that. I didn't review it. Scooby Doo and Batman and Robin, just like the old cartoons. And that was it. Was all right. It it you know it, it's it's good for the kids. It it wasn't you know people, some people be like like wh- why what's what's up with this book? But yeah. but that was fine. Uh, Cataclysm. Oh yeah, that's right. Can't get, you cannot. We cannot get out. You can't have me on a podcast without talking about the Ultimate Universe. I think that's just kind of the point that we're at. Yeah. Um. So this takes a look at the moments right before it seems Galactus comes to Earth uh, from the eyes of the Ultimates, and they're kind of taking on the the Galactus uh, cult. 
Uh-huh. Uh, which, hey, spoiler alert, it's run by Ultimate Modoc, which is like the best thing I've seen in months. Um, so it's kind of them going after this cult, and then, oh no, Galactus is coming down. But it also deals a lot with uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, kind of dealing with the fact that Vision died in Cataclysm uh, 0.1. So he's not as level-headed as he normally is. He's kind of making very rash decisions. Uh, he's over-emotional. I mean, he's lost the love of his life, so you're got, you're not going to be thinking straight. Um, so it's the same uh, writer and art, art team from the Ultimate Series, Josh Fielkoff and uh, Carmen... I can never pronounce this guy's name. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Carmine D. Carmine. I'm not gonna try. I I don't want to butcher it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good to like. I really what I really like about the Cataclysm series so far. Uh, the the spinoffs. It's the same arts teams and the same writing teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That kind of makes me very happy. And they're they're, and once again, we're not sure if the Ultimate Universe is ending, but it's being shown a lot of respect right now, which is great because that's the Ultimate Universe. In my opinion, is highly underrated. I think yeah. it's some of the best stuff coming out of Marvel. Yeah. The the bad thing is, you know, so we have all these miniseries, but um, you know, it, it's it's going to get spoiled with, with the solicits. You yeah. Know, and and you know, next month's solicits or maybe month after, you know, we're going to see is there another issue of Ultimates or you know Ultimate Spider Man or is that it? Well, it's, I don't think it's going to get. Spoil because these were already intended to be mini series. Yeah, well, that's um, what I'm saying. So, because yeah. are, are the regular series still going on? No, they're done. Okay, so so that that's the thing. You know, when when it gets to because you know if it's a three issue mini series or five issue yeah. mini series, there's going to come a point where the solicit for what happens after that has to has to come out. Well, maybe that the Ultimate Universe might just take a break too. Yeah. Like like they're doing with uh like like take unwritten unwritten is coming back in February, yeah. Uh, but there is but they're just kind of taking a a break for a few months. It just seems it it seems like it'd be risky to do that. It's like let let's put our, this entire line on pause and then hope that people don't move on and add other things to your pull list to take its place. Yeah, and that, that they'll come back, you know. But you that's know, why I'm holding out a lot of hope that the Ultimate Universe isn't dead. I mean. It's been pretty much said by numerous people in numerous interviews in numerous places, like Miles Morales will still be around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm piecing together from things. Unless he comes to 616. Exactly. That's that's the thing. And, and people that we have talked to said that there's a lot of love for the Ultimate Universe and that these characters will be taken care of. Well, whether that means the Ultimate Universe stays around or they come to 616, it's still the question. Yeah, so it, I think it mainly depends on the readers. If they buy these issues of Cataclysm, you know, they need to show Marvel that people want to read this stuff. I, I think that may be the problem too, is that people are, are saying they're upset about this, but no one's reading the they're not reading the books. Yeah, read the books if you're if you don't want it to go away. I mean, vote with or, your wallets. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, don't just read the books; buy the books. Please, you know, if, if, yeah. if you know what I'm saying, people know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was a weird, either Honky Tonk Man or Elvis Presley. I can't decide which oh, one. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, um, um, you know, I I probably should cut this short. Oh, the other things. Um, yes, I mentioned Scooby Doo team up, Superior Spider Man team up. I was going to review that, didn't get to it. That was good. Um, there was something else. Oh, X Men. I read. That was fun. Uh, I feel like there was something else that I was going to review. There's always like so much that I, I want to review. I didn't. I didn't review zero. Um, Jen did Sex Criminals this week, so I still haven't even had a chance to read that. Um, oh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I didn't read that. Um, oh, I read Clone this week. Clone's always good. Just buy that book. Buy buy Clone. Clone's one of my favorites. All right, so I think I'm going to have to cut this short. I will be at Long Beach this weekend. Jen should be at Long Beach this weekend. Um, so we are kind of partnering with, with Long Beach. Um, what that means is – so Rick Marshall, he's, he's a cool guy. Um, he used to 
run MTV Splash Page. Um, uh-huh. so, so I've, I've talked to him, you know, a bunch of times. Uh, he, he does this, like, these interviews there. They have, like, this little mini stage. And so we're going to be running those interviews, which is great for me because then I can do, like, Mystery Art Challenge. Well, holy crap. I have to remember to, to grab my sketchbook. I almost, <laughs> almost forgot about that. Where the heck is my sketchbook? Um, yeah, I, I got to pack that. I remember that this morning. I was like, I'd remember to pack it. It would suck if I didn't, and I almost forgot. Um, so I, I'll be doing like mystery art challenge, um, off the mind questions, and mm-hmm. well, I'm sure we'll do some other interviews. You know, and it won't just be like the 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 Marshall Report interviews. So yeah. those will go up, um, in cosplay pictures. So if if you're gonna be there, make sure you look for us. Um, and then Monday, I got a, a cool meeting. So I don't I don't know if I should say anything about that. Um, and then there will be a cool podcast on Wednesday um, for Supermassive. And then next Friday, it's the day after Thanksgiving. So I don't know, unless you have no plans, Matt, or you have some time, maybe we'll... I'm going to be, at, uh, as I do every Thanksgiving night, I go to an arcade till 3 in the morning, and then I come home and uh, sleep because my fiance will be sleeping all day because she does Black Friday shopping. Mm. So then maybe there won't be a maybe. podcast. Maybe. We'll talk during the week about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out to to just catch up with you guys. So that's it. Thanks for listening. No questions this week. Sorry, but keep sending them in. Go to the, the forums. Send in your emails at podcast at comicvine.com. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>